Back here at Sabre Stadium, 11-7, Jefferson Forest with the advantage over the Heritage Pioneers and what's been a defensive slugfest and kind of on par with the brand of Heritage Pioneer football through the first two and a half now games of their season. A defensive slugfest tonight that really has kind of fit the script, so to speak, with that Luke Calkins uh, with the 83-yard touchdown run on the second play of scrimmage for JF and then Bryce Wood found the impact church end zone on the next play for the two-point try. JF took the early eight to nothing lead, but Heritage would answer with a long four and a half minute time-consuming drive of their own, capped off by Aiden Slash's two-yard touchdown run. And at the 416 mark of the first quarter, it was eight to seven. Jefferson Forest over Heritage. That would hold up until a buck 17 to go before halftime. JF had a seven plus minute drive capped off by a 32 yard Cam McClendon field goal to make it 11 to seven Jefferson forest. That's the margin that we have right now. And coach, uh, you know, limited sequences, limited number of drives. We mentioned that this has been a defensive base game and we've seen a little bit of everything big plays from JF. We've seen both teams utilize the time consuming drives. And then, uh, you know, JF going back to the field goal. Well, once more, uh, to keep that drive going and get that uh, field goal in position to, for McLennan to go ahead and kick it. And what a weapon that is, I'm telling you. If you're at a high school and you have a, a solid, dependable kicker, uh, you, they're going to help you win a lot of games. So, you know, whether that comes back later in the game to be a difference, uh, you know, a field goal here, a field goal there, uh, you know, we definitely feel like that's an advantage right now for JF. But, yeah, uh, defensive struggle. Again, we're not seeing too many big fireworks. We didn't see the, the big opening, big run right there uh, that got JF on the board. But other than that, for the most part, it's been nickel and diamond down the field. Yeah, that's been a big thing for both these teams. It's just taking what's given to you, and both have been disciplined enough to follow that particular strategy. Uh, look at his scores from around the area as we continue on our halftime show. Of course, here at Sabre Stadium, it's 11-7. to 7, Jefferson Forest on top of Heritage, as we just documented for you a little bit earlier. To the surprise of probably nobody, it has been all EC Glass against Liberty just before halftime. 55 to nothing, EC Glass against Liberty. And that's been a common theme of running clocks by the beginning of the second half for both of those teams. Um, you know, when you look at that particular game, if you're EC Glass, I mean, you accomplished the goal of coming in focused, being able to get the early lead. At some point, and we'll probably see this in a few weeks when JF battles Liberty themselves because it's been a rough year for the folks over in Bedford. But the, the shift eventually, it seems, turns to, all right, we secured the lead in a game like that. Now it's getting experience at the varsity level for other players. Yeah, now definitely, you know, and again, the Minutemen really struggling this year. It's going to be a long year for them trying to build that program back up to get the, just to get the numbers out, uh, you know, to get those kids in the weight room to do the things you have to do in that offseason uh, to, to help that work out. And, yeah, uh, you know, once you secure the lead, once you get into that running clock, you want to get – uh, as many as your varsity guys who don't normally get reps in the game. You want to protect the starters from injury, but you really want to get some of those younger guys, some of those uh, second teamers in the game uh, just to build up their morale uh, being on the field. Other scores, 14 to nothing, LCA on top of Amherst. That game 
in the first, that score, excuse me, 21 nothing, 21 to three, LCA on top of Amherst, that game in the second quarter and an early eight nothing lead of Rustburg against Brookville. Um, and what's probably the premier matchup of the district this evening. Yeah, no, uh, Rustburg has really put together a solid group right now. They got a, a tremendous running back. They, they got they got all the tools and they got the right people in the right spot. And, and there's a good chance that uh, Rustburg's really going to be able to push the envelope right here uh, and make a run to get near the top of the Seminole, which has not happened in a while. It definitely has not. We'll have more scores coming your way as we get to our post-game show, but a very fast-moving Halftime proceedings here at Jefferson Forest High School means we're going to actually keep it here for the start of the second half as we get ready for the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers to, in theory at least, receive the opening kickoff of the second half from the Heritage Pioneers. Also a score of note, Virginia, 14-7 lead over Maryland late first half, though it's second and goal Terps at the Virginia three-yard line. Maryland knocking on the door, but Virginia... Hanging in there in the early going. Big game from Malachi Fields, the wide receiver for the Virginia Cavaliers, who are looking to prove my votes of confidence projection to be worth about that much. A vote of confidence, which we know what happens after that. Everything gets into destructed mode. So, ball teed up at the 40-yard line. Heritage will kick from the scoreboard toward the hill in the parking lot. Cavaliers have got Johnson and... Williams back to return the kick, and it looks like it's Johnson to field it. He does. 13, left hash mark up to the 20. Far sideline following a blocker. 25, turns the corner 30, stays on his feet and gets up to the 35. Good return, 22 yards. It was Raekwon Blake correction on the far side on that return. Nope, it was Johnson, and it'll be a trip across the 30 to the 35, and that's where this Jefferson Forest offense will begin. All right, good job right there, getting uh, feeling that kick and being able to get get some yardage right now at the 35. And you know, one of the keys right now offensively again for JF is they want to maintain clock, control the clock right here. They they want long drives. They want to limit Heritage's opportunities, and they do that offensively by putting together long drives and eating up clock. Heritage sticking with a six-man front of four down linemen and two edge rushers. Pitch to the right side. Calkins tries to turn the corner in the 35. Runs into one defender and will barrel his way up to about the 37, 38. We'll call it a gain of three. Good run to the wide side and toward the JF bench. Second and seven coming up for the Cavaliers. I tell you, the, the rocket sweep now, that's a big play for the, the Cavaliers. And Heritage really has done a, a pretty good job after a couple early runs on that stringing that out to the sideline and limiting how much yardage the Cavaliers have been able to get on that sweet play. Cavaliers break the huddle. We've said that a lot, which means they're more than content to go at a slow pace, as seem to be the Heritage Pioneers. Cavaliers split two receivers wide to the left side. They've got two slot backs as well, plus Wrigley calling now to the left of Josiah Bell. Bell will keep it, goes off the right side, and he'll plow his way up to about the 39. Maybe a yard. Third down and six coming up for Jefferson Forest as they try to get something going on the opening drive of the second half, holding an 11-7 lead over Heritage. Yeah, not much there right there on the run. Off tackle right there. He had the lead blocker, but still, Heritage did a pretty good job clogging up the hole right there, uh, going off tackle. And now... They're stuck here with this third and long five, almost third and six right now. They need to get a first down. Cavaliers break the huddle. They will send Raekwon Blake out to the left side and Jamarcus Johnson out to the right as the two receivers. 
ball around the middle of the field, just shy of the 40-yard line is where it'll be snapped from Witt to Bell, who takes it, rolls to the right. Ball is bubbled and caught before falling out of bounds. Damian Williams, just shy of midfield, but importantly for JF, it's enough for a first down. He picked up 10. That was a great job right there. Good route. It was a deep out route. It took a long time to develop, and luckily they were able to give the quarterback enough time to set his feet and make that throw out there for a good throw and catch for a first down right there for the Cavaliers. Cavaliers a yard away from the midfield strike. They'll snap it from the right hash mark. Facing the Sabre Stadium scoreboard, black pants, black jerseys, black helmets, red face mask with red numerals and white trim and a white JF with a red outline. In motion now, Williams from right to left. It's going to be a simple handoff to Wrigley Calling and a simple stuff from that heritage defense. Plugging the hole, Nakibian Cashwell, the defensive tackle, led the way for heritage, and it's second and nine on the way for the Cavaliers. Yeah, not much there running for uh, Wrigley Collins right now. And again, uh, I felt like the second quarter that the offensive line was really doing a good job controlling and maintaining the uh, the line of scrimmage. And right now, Heritage has really come out and said, no, we're not going to do that. And they made some good plays on the line of scrimmage. Three receivers all to the wide left side. A slot back to each side. One of them from right to left is Williams in motion. He'll go to that wide left side. Turns the corner 50, 45, inside the Heritage 40. He's ushered him in, slung out of bounds legally before he got out at the 38. But it's an off for 12 and a first down. I tell you what, that was a great job right there on the on the rocket sweep. And what, what they did, it was a little bit different, was they ran that to the trip side. They went ahead and moved uh, one of their uh, wings over there into that slot, gave them the extra back uh, blocker right away. And now it looks it like they call penalty. From the press box. And it looks like there is a penalty on Jefferson Forest. And they've had a couple of these, and it may be a hold over on the far side, just depending on where it's called. But it will... If nothing else, negate that yardage that picked up a first down. Well, I tell you that that's been an issue right now tonight for the for the Cavaliers. Now they they have had plays plays where they've made a first down and it's been negated because of penalties. And here we have another one uh, that's exactly doing that, putting them in a bad situation now. And they'll say it was a hold right at the fifty yard line where that play started to develop. So Jefferson Forrest once again going from a first down or a manageable down in distance to second and 19 up 11 to seven, eight 46 to go in the third quarter, but looking for more shotgun snap coming bell takes it drops back. He's got a decent pocket. It's starting to collapse rolls over to his right under duress. He's hit in the 34 and he's brought down at the 30 and actually inside there down to about the 26, but they'll give him forward progress to the 30. Still, it's a sack, and now third and forever coming up for JF. Yeah, he, he, he held that ball way too long. I know there was nothing there. He needs to get rid of it. And he just kept trying to make something happen and kept waiting and waiting, and the time just ran out. And what a huge loss right now. What a, what a long third down play they got coming up here. And unlikely, never say never, but unlikely to get a big penalty like the pass interference on that last drive that, Helped extend it enough for Jefferson Forrest to kick a 32-yard field goal from Cam McClendon. 11-7, Jefferson Forrest on top of Heritage. 7:51 and counting down in the third quarter. Snap, Bell. Flip throw, left side. Looks like it's Blake's. Got it, 30. Breaks a tackle at the 35. Spins up to the 40. It's more just getting whatever you can before trying to punt this ball back to Heritage 
And that's exactly the strategy of the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. Yeah, great job right there. I mean, that was a great play, but when you got third and almost 30 right now, you know, that play is just not going to get you what you need. And, and the Pioneers were able to close in on that and, and get them in this fourth down punt situation. Mark Secchi on the punt this ball away. And a couple of Pioneers are back to return. Marquise White and Tavian Clark. Double up his punt and kick returners. For the white pant, white jersey, Heritage Pioneers, the metallic orange helmets with orange numerals and navy blue trim. Kick fielded, 27-yard line, right hash mark up to the 30, and then up past the 40 before White being swung into the Heritage pitch at the 42 again. And allow play, and they'll say it's at the 43, and that's where Heritage will take over. Decent field position, and they are 50, uh, 56 yards from the impact church end zone. Yeah, missed opportunity right there for the Cavaliers on offense. Penalties again, shutting down the, the opportunity to, to keep that series alive and get some points on the board. Now they punt it away, and uh, Pioneers have good field position right here. So it's up to the Cavalier defense now to put some stop. 57 yards away from the impact church end zone are the Heritage Pioneers working right to left in our third quarter. 657 6.58 left as the first down snap is taken and it's a give to White. Breaks a tackle at the 30, uh, the 44 and up to the 48. Four yards after contact for Marquise White. And he gains five total on that first down play. Second and five coming up for Heritage. Yeah, there's a little inside zone read right there and he handed it off. Great job right there. Keeping his legs moving, churning out five yards on that first down. Uh, for the uh, first down run for the Pioneers. Aiden Slash, about five yards behind the uh, line of scrimmage, getting ready for a shotgun snap, takes it, handoff to White off the right side, and this time he fights White his way up towards midfield. Gains two, followed the right side of his offensive line. Picked up two, it's a manageable third down. Xavier White, the right tackle, the primary blocker for Heritage on that, but Treandre Clark was also there. And now it's manageable third and three coming up for the Pioneers. Yeah, third and three right here. And, and this is where the defense really needs to step up for the Cavaliers. This, these front four right here really need to make a play right now and keep the running back from getting any kind of steam on a run play right here and pressure the quarterback. Cavaliers showing a four-man front, all four down linemen. Snap to slash off the left side. Dives, ball pops out. And JF saying they've got it. And the referee saying it popped out as well. It'll be a turnover on downs, and it goes back to the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. Wow, they needed that. That's that, that's something that we hadn't talked about because we hadn't seen one tonight. That's our first turnover of the night, and it goes in favor of the Cavaliers with the quarterback coughing it up. Huge, huge play for Jefferson Forest, and it looked like that ball popped out before Slash went down. Another reminder, there's no replay in high school football like there is in college and the pros. So that'll stand, and it's big for JF. It puts a stop to a methodical drive for Heritage. Cavaliers need to capitalize to create some cushion up 11-7. to 5.38 to go here in the third quarter. Shotgun snap coming up for Josiah Bell. Pitch over to the right side. Stop. Caulk into the 40. Tries to turn the corner, and he's gobbled up around the 43. But he's got enough to lunge forward about the 44. All in all, it's a hard-fall one-yard gain for JF. Yeah, that uh, the rocket sweep right now, the pitch out there is just really not working for them right now. The, the Pioneers have figured that out. They figured out how to string it out. 
and keep them from really getting anything too big or positive out of it. And Coach Cruz really needs to look at maybe going away from that play for a little while and trying to find something else he can attack the defense with. So Jefferson Forest, second and nine. From their own 44, right hash mark, snap to Bell. And nothing doing there. Tries to follow the left side of the line. Heritage plugging the hole. They'll give him a gain of one. It's better than the last couple of drives where you've had third down and infinity, but third and eight is still a decent amount of yardage to try to pick up here and keep this drive alive. Yeah, well, and I tell you, I give credit to the Heritage defense right now. They, they've come out this second half, and they've really done a good job shutting down the run because I really think that's what the coaches talked about at halftime is we got to shut down the run. Yep, indeed it is. And it's 11-7, to 7, Jefferson Forest, the slim edge over Heritage, 421 and counting down in the third quarter. Third and eight coming up for Jefferson Forest. Pioneers showing a five-man front. They might bring a rusher off the left side standing up. Nope. Instead, it's a handoff to Calkins. 45-50 barrels his way toward the first down marker. And it looks like he got it going on the right side. And the referees on the near side signal to move those chains. The ones on the far side say, nope, not just yet. We want to see if we need a measurement or to move the sticks. And now it'll be a signal to move those chains, and it is a first down for JF. Wow, really? I, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do a measurement on that because that, that was pretty close. But, hey, we'll take that right there. And, again, Lucas Calkins coming back on the wing counter to make that play happen for the first down. Ball's going to be on the right hash mark for Jefferson Forrest. After the first down, they're at the Heritage 47-yard line. Pioneers now showing a more bunched up six-man front. This time it's a give. Williams slips through a tackle, and he fights his way down to about the 44. That's a nifty three-yard pickup because it looked like Williams was hit at about the line of scrimmage, and it looked like he kind of dropped his knees and then just sprung underneath a couple of tacklers and turned a zero-yard gain into a three-yard pickup. Yeah, that was three yards totally on him because you're right. I thought the line of scrimmage right there was boxed up. I didn't think there was any place for him. And he found a way to sneak through and dive three yards ahead to get that. Three minutes and counting down here in the third quarter. Second and seven coming up for Jefferson Forrest. Another six-man front for Heritage. This time more motion. Pitch left side. It's Williams. 45. Turns the corner in the 40. He's tripped up there. But he lunges down, and that is a real lunge. He was kind of undercut at the 41 between the left hash and the left numbers. But he lunged forward to get to the 39 instead of a manageable third down and two for Jefferson Forrest. Yeah, and again, that time, one thing that has been happening on the rocket sweep is when they run it to the left, they're having more success than when they run it to the right. Last two big, decent gains they've got have been runs to the left with that rocket sweep instead of to the right. So that's something that has been favorable for them when they do run that play. So third down and two coming up for Jefferson Forrest at the Heritage 39, ball on the left hash mark. Cavaliers, two receivers to the wide right side. They've got two slot backs and Wrigley calling a yard or so behind and now lining up to the right of Josiah Bell. In motion, Calkins has it. 35, breaks a tackle down to the 33, and Luke Calkins goes right up the middle for a JF first down, and a lot of credit on that one goes to Logan Candace, the right guard, as well as the center, Brighton Wick, because they created a nice little opening for Calkins to take that and pick up the first down. Well, I tell you what, we're starting to see some, a little bit of methodical running right now 
You're starting to see the offensive line try to take back a little bit of that control at the line of scrimmage, and they're finding some of the right play calls here from Coach Cruz to put together some of these first downs and eat the clock and keep driving towards the end zone. One receiver to each side, first and 10 from the Heritage 33. Shotgun snap coming from Bell. Give to Colling. He's hit, breaks a tackle at the 34, and gets down to maybe the 33 and maybe the 32. Ball looked like it came out, but after forward progress was stopped. And so it'll be second down and nine coming up for Jefferson Forest. Yeah, that was a hard one yard right there. He got initially hit right on the line of scrimmage, was able to break that and kind of take another step. And then he got popped by the middle linebacker right there for a big hit. Trending toward the one minute mark of the first of the third quarter. We're under two minutes to go in the third. And a reminder, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning, which is why a term life insurance policy from Andy Matthews, Timberlake Road in Lynchburg and in Madison Heights might be worth your consideration. Andy Matthews Insurance Agency. Bell, the shotgun snap, pitch to Calkins, has it, 35, slips a tackle at the 33, and uh, he'll dive forward between the right side numbers and hash mark to the 30. He's brought down there. And third and about seven coming up for JF. Well, again, only two yards right there. They, they ran it. They ran their rocket sweep to the right. And again, not only were they running it to the shorter side of the field, uh, but they also uh, have not had a whole lot of luck over there. They strung it out. Only a two-yard gain puts them in third and seven right here. 23-yard line of Heritage is the desired spot. 16 ticks and counting down here in the third quarter. Cavaliers are looking at that clock before snapping the ball here in the waning moments of the third. They hold an 11-7 lead. Shotgun snap coming from Bell. Williams goes in motion from right to left to the Cavaliers. Wait, wait, wait. And then they call a timeout. It looked like they were trying to run it down at the end of the third, but they didn't quite have the time, and the Cavaliers have to burn one of those timeouts. We'll take it with them. 11-7, JF the lead over Heritage. This is Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com. Don't make an ash of yourself by waiting till the last second to get your chimney inspected. If you do, you know what's going to happen. You'll call Black Goose Chimney Service the first time cold weather hits, and it'll be too late. They'll be booked up because everyone else planned ahead. How do you do that? So call Black Goose Chimney Service. They're experts in inspecting gas and wood-burning fireplaces, ovens, wood stoves, and all types of chimneys. So don't make an ash of yourself. Call Black Goose Chimney Service and visit blackgoose.net. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Gross Law. A big play coming up to end the third quarter. It'll be a third down and seven snap. Cavaliers tried to run it down, and JT Cruz quickly realizing that wasn't an option, and rather than going from third and seven to third and 12, he burned one of those timeouts. You hate doing that, but you understand it if you're the JF Cavaliers. So we'll see what they draw up here as they break the huddle and head toward the right hash mark 30-yard line as they head toward the impact church end zone on the Heritage 30. Shotgun snap coming up from Josiah Bell. Calling to his left. Calkins in motion right to left. Instead, it's a give to Williams' misdirection, and he didn't pick up all the yardage, probably down to about the 27. So it'll be a fourth and four coming up for Heritage. They've got the end of the third quarter and the early fourth quarter to decide how to handle this. What do they draw up? Find out when we return after this. 11 to 7, JF leads Heritage after three. This is Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com. 
leaks on the offensive line in the defensive secondary or with special teams coverage create problems in football. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating knows leaks at your home or business create problems too, like building and belonging damage and lost productivity. That's why you should call Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313 when a leak is threatening your home or business. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313, proudly supporting JF athletes, coaches, and all activity participants. It seems like the cost of everything is on the rise, but Erie Insurance can help make sure your auto insurance premium isn't one of them. Avoid rate increases with Erie Rate Lock. Even if you have a claim, your rates won't go up until you change your car, driver, or address. Your local Erie agent is Andy Matthews Insurance Agency. Visit us at askandysagents.com. Erie Rate Lock is not available in all states. Other conditions and limitations at erieinsurance.com. Go to erieinsurance.com for company licensure and product details. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Crow's Law. Coach JT Cruz and the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers, they're going for a field goal attempt of 44 yards on fourth down and four to start quarter number four. Try to make it an even seven-point margin. Ball will be snapped and spotted on the right hash mark. Snap down, the hold is good. Kick is up, it has plenty of distance, and it is no good. Wide right, that had more than enough distance but the hash mark did not cooperate, and so it will stay in the 11-7 margin between Heritage and Jefferson Forest as the JF Cavaliers hold a narrow lead five seconds into this fourth quarter. Yeah, again, uh, great, great attempt right there. That was a great attempt uh, for McClendon right there. He had the distance. He just pushed it a little bit, a little bit off uh, outside the – the upright costing them three points, and now it's back on the defense. Now the back of the defense right here to step up and try to slow down these pioneers. Cam McClendon's four of six on the year on field goals. Both misses from 45 yards, and neither one of them were short misses. He's got the leg. There's got to be a preferred hash mark or maybe the middle of the field to try that instead. Alas, it's no good, so Aiden Slash and Heritage take over at their own 20 down by four. Quick throw over to the right side. Stiff arm at the 20. Breaking a tackle, 25. Staying on his feet past the 30 and up past the 35. To the 36 as Tavian Clark collects that yardage. I'll say he stepped out at the 35, but still a good run there after the catch for Tavian Clark. And now he is down, and we will take that injury timeout with the officials and the Heritage Pioneers. It's an official's timeout. 14 seconds into the fourth quarter, JF 11, Heritage 7. This is Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TrostWall.com. For many personal injury victims, the accident is just the start of the physical and emotional hardship. That's why Trost Law will advocate for you to get you the resolution you deserve. Hi, I'm Randy Trost. As one of Virginia's leading personal injury law firms, we are well-resourced and have decades of experience to guide you throughout the legal process. We'll work to get you the compensation and outcome you and your family deserve. So call us at 777-HURT and visit TrostLaw.com for an advocate that'll be there for you. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trost Law. Tavian Clark walks off with a little bit of assistance from the trainers, but mostly under his own power. So Heritage will have it after the 15-yard pitching catch to Tavian Clark at their own 35, trailing Jefferson Forest 11-7, 11.46 to go in the fourth quarter. Defensive slugfest here, old school football field of this one. 
Shotgun snap, Aiden Slash. Lateral pass to the far side. Marquise White hit it the 30. He's pushed back out of bounds. They'll give him forward progress to the 30, but still a loss of five on a lateral pass back to Marquise White. And it's a loss of five to set up second and 15. Yeah, that right there was a great job defensively. Keith had it started because he read that right away, was getting out there to the outside, forcing him to go a little bit deeper to try to get around. And that brought the linebackers and corner up for a big, big hit on the receiver, on the running back out of the backfield. They'll actually say out of bounds at the 28 or forward progress stop there. So it's a seven yard loss, making it second and 17 for the Heritage High School Pioneers. They're at JF trailing 11 to seven. Uh, less than a minute into the fourth quarter of Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by TrostLaw.com. With the coach, Rick Kennedy, I'm Ed Lane. Both teams undefeated on the year. 2-0 Heritage. They had the quirky week two by Jefferson Forest 3-0 and zero as we're in the start of Seminole District play for all the teams around the Seminole District. One receiver to the left. Three to the wide right. Shotgun snap from Slash. Takes it, drops back, floats it across the middle. Diving attempt made, and it looks like it's pulled in. It is at the 46-yard line, and it's a first down, and that's going to be one of those that really gives you a level of frustration if you're Brian Burford, the offensive coordinator, because on second and 17, Heritage able to move the chains. Yeah, and what they did, they ran trips out here to the wide side. They had their best receiver on the backside. He ran a skinny post right there and got inside the corner, and the quarterback made a great throw, good throw and catch right there for the Pioneers. 11-11 on 